This is a podcast from WOR. Well, Dr. Arthur Perry, he's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. No, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. And I went to his office and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. What can I do with your face? What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. Like I said, I want to maybe you could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur. And I want to get applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And I hope you're all having a wonderful weekend. I, I hope you all listened to that news broadcast. And they talked about the smoke in Los Angeles because that's where I am now. And I'm looking out the window and uh, it looks like a heavy cloud cover. It's not clouds. It is smoke. Not good for you. Hopefully uh, that doesn't happen in the east. You just have earthquakes and things in the east, right? All right. Well, I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry, host of What's Your Wrinkle for an awful long time. I hope you're enjoying the show. I hope you're listening. I hope you're doing well in this pandemic. And uh, we've got a kind of a special show tonight for you. I, I have on this evening a world-renowned dermatologist, Dr. Vicki Rappaport, and she's going to talk about problems with masks. No, not the problems with filtering your air, but the problems you can get on your skin uh, from wearing a mask for, you know, hours and hours and hours. As a plastic surgeon, I'm used to wearing a mask. I do it, you know, pretty much all day when I'm in the operating room, and, and so it's second nature. I don't even know I have one on. People say I look much better with the mask, uh, but uh, <laughs> but certainly... For those of you who are new to wearing masks, it's an ordeal, and people just can't wait to get those things off. So we're going to talk about that this evening, and we're going to talk about refreshing your skin after the summer, because here we are now, it's September, and uh, it's uh, our skin has gone through a lot this summer, and not the least of which uh, being indoors more than we wanted and maybe not wearing our, uh, our skin care the way we're supposed to. So we're going to talk about that this evening. We're going to talk about facial cosmetic surgery, one of my favorite topics. We've been concentrating on breast surgery for the last few weeks. Well, we're going to talk about facial rejuvenation from skin care all the way up to facelifts. But most importantly, I'd like your phone calls. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR. 800-321-0710. It's a free phone call from all over the United States. And I know that people are listening from everywhere. We get email, we get phone calls from everywhere. So give me a call and ask me the questions that have been keeping you up at night. You look in the mirror, you see that very first wrinkle, you say, I'm only 28. How's that possible? Well, we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about what we can do for those wrinkles, from fillers to lasers to peels. Uh, who knows? There's lots of different things we have up our sleeve now. The phone number at WOR is 800-321-0710. And if you do give me a call and have a question for me, you know, every now and then we get people calling just, hello, 
I like that free daytime because that's what we're giving out tonight. But you have to have a question for me. So it's daytime is the SPF 20. Yes, it's still time to wear your daytime. Not until we get into the S the um, the um, the UVI, excuse me, UV index days that are lower than three, under three. That's when you can stop wearing your sunscreen. And uh, and I know that it's possible that uh, the dermatologists will disagree with that. But that was a study out of Australia, and they looked at people. Uh, and you really don't get sun damage if the UV index is under 3. So that's my criteria. If you look on your iPhone or if you look on the computer or the television and you see that the peak UV index is going to be 3 or less, well, then you don't have to wear your sunscreen. But that will not happen in New York until we hit late October. So you've got another month at least, at least until uh, you can stop wearing your sunscreen. But I, I advise it year-round because my sunscreen is not just a sunscreen it's a skin protector it's got vitamin b3 and vitamin b5 the things that are good to strengthen your skin no it's not going to be strengthened so that you can't cut through it with a knife heaven forbid it's going to be strengthened because it will be more impervious to the assaults that you go through in la today with all this uh, these chemicals and smoke in the air and in new york every single day even in the pandemic with the uh, traffic being less you are assaulted by lots and lots of chemicals on your skin, and they're all unnatural. And a healthy skin will help you uh, be healthier. It'll help your skin look healthier. So that's what daytime is all about. And uh, we're still having our sale on daytime. <clears throat> After the show, you'll be able to use the stock up code and get three bottles for $50. But we're giving them away free today, free to callers. So I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. Uh, once again, the number 800-321-0710. So here it is. We are in September, and it is a season that traditionally, traditionally, I mean, this is a strange year, right? I mean, it's very strange. Uh, but traditionally, this season has been the time when you look at your face in the mirror and you see all the damage that's been done during the summer. Yeah, you weren't as good as you should have been with the sunscreen. Uh, what can you do? We'll ask Dr. Rappaport that question, but we're going to be talking about fillers. We're going to be talking about Botox. We're going to be talking about skin care. So, you know, a lot of people ask me, uh, is, is the skin care all bogus? Does it really do anything? And I'm a firm believer in skin care, and I, I can't really think of a plastic surgeon or a dermatologist that isn't, but I also know that most skin care can't possibly work. It really can't because it doesn't have enough active ingredient in it or it gives you the active ingredient in the morning. So things like vitamin C and vitamin A, they are uh, the vampire vitamins. They really are because if you put them on your skin in the morning, they will be destroyed by ultraviolet light of the sun. Uh, so you can't do that. You have to put it on at night before you go to sleep. I mean, I suppose if you leave in a live in a cave, that's okay. But even if you walk around casually, uh, from your house to the car, from the apartment to the garage, whatever it is you're doing, uh, 10 minutes, 10 blocks in New York, and all the vitamin C in your skin and all the vitamin A is gone. So that's why you put it on at night before you go to sleep. So skin care is important. It's important year-round. But a lot of my patients say to me, well, you know, I've done skin care for years. I'm 63 years old. I am now starting to look my age. And everybody said how young I looked until, wow, a few months ago. 
What do I do? That is a question I get many times a day in my office. Uh, my office is in New Jersey. By the way, I have closed the New York office. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to my New York patients. It just got a little too tough for, uh, for life on Fifth Avenue in New York with a pandemic and the mayor and everything else. So uh, it was time. So I have closed. Yes, I am in New Jersey every day of the week now. And, well, for my Los Angeles patients, well, we're going to be out there also now. So uh, it actually seems easier to be in Los Angeles than in, in New York. But, uh, but certainly, you come to the office in New Jersey, we practice all the things you have to practice now. The social distancing, the, uh, my patients are in their car until they're called in for their appointment. And you'll never see another patient in the office. We keep you physically separated, which is good. And in plastic surgery, a lot of my patients always, they felt very self-conscious with uh, seeing other patients in the uh, in the waiting room. You know that scenario where you, you see the person. I think they had some uh, Larry David uh, uh, episodes where, uh, you know, he sees the people in the waiting room and he says, you know, what are you having? <laughs> you don't want other people to know what you're having when you go to a plastic surgeon. Just like if you're going to a psychiatrist, you don't go to the other person and say, what's wrong with you? No, nah, you don't do that. We respect confidentiality, and it is uh, it is real big in plastic surgery, in cosmetic surgery. Of course, it's important. So now it's uh, it's that time of the year that you're looking at yourself in the mirror. You're looking at your wrinkles. You're looking at the splotchy pigmentation, which has really set in after the summer. Maybe a few raised things on your face. Uh, maybe some brown things that are flat, and uh, and it's time maybe to clean up the skin and have you look better. So we're going to talk about that during our show today. And we're going to talk about, and we'll start in on facelifts, because I do a lot of facelifts. I love facelifts. I love them more now than I did 33 years ago when I did my first facelift in private practice. The reason I do is because the operation is so much better now in 2020, 2020, than it was in 1987. It's a much more refined operation. It is, uh, it is a far better operation. And the reason for that is we no longer make incisions in the hairline. For every now and then there's an exception, but I haven't done one of those long scar facelifts in years. I now do what's called a short scar facelift. And with that, we don't need to make incisions in the hair. So if you think about a facelift, what really is a facelift? A lot of people think, uh, well, I mean, is it raising the skin on the entire face? Uh, do we raise the brows? Do we raise the cheeks? Do we lift the neck? No, no. A facelift is a very poorly worded procedure. And in fact, the average facelift that I do and that most people do is really a cheek lift and a neck lift. And most people accepting the speaker of the house, don't need their eyebrows raised. I'm sorry, she doesn't need them anymore. They were already raised, if, uh, I believe. She's not my patient, but I believe that happened. And uh, if you look at that, that doesn't necessarily look good. And I think that the era of the the eyebrows being lifted way above the, uh, the eyes is over. And I think mo most people, most of my patients, want to just look natural and normal. And where are the eyes? When I examine someone's face for facial aging, I start in the forehead, and I look at the lines of the forehead, the vertical lines between the brows and the horizontal lines of the forehead, and those we treat with Botox. I look at the position of the eyebrow, and when you look in the mirror, it's hard to do on yourself because reflexly you raise your eyebrows if they're a little bit low. So you have your friend take a picture of you with your eyes relaxed and closed, 
and then a second picture with your eyes open and if you have low eyebrows well then your eyebrows will raise up um, when you open your eyes they'll drop down when you close your eyes we're going to talk all about facial rejuvenation and the examination of what I look for uh, for facial rejuvenation the procedures that I do after the break which is coming right up I'm Dr. Arthur Perry the phone number here at WOR is 800-321-0710 that's 800-321-0710 we'll be back after these words You know that most skincare is useless, even fraudulent, and often toxic. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I needed great skincare for my patients, but really could not find products that dramatically improve skin health. So I went to the books and I created a line of skincare that reduces the appearance of wrinkles and truly rejuvenates skin. I want everyone to try my products, and so for a limited time, I'm offering my complete skincare regimen at half price. Normally, this is $150, but for WOR listeners, it's $75 plus shipping. One product in the morning and one in the evening, moisturize and clean. That's all you need for beautiful skin. It's so simple that soon your friends and relatives will be asking, what are you doing to look so good? Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WOR20 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WOR. Ladies, are you looking older than you feel? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Aging is inevitable, but I can help you age gracefully. I start with Juvederm and fill wrinkles, and I restore lips to what they used to look like. No duck lips here. And I creatively smooth the jawline and plump marionette lines. You might benefit from chemical peels or lasers to reduce splotchiness and rejuvenate your skin, or Althera to thicken your crepey skin. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar face and neck lifts. Let's sit down for an hour consultation and come up with a plan to help you look better. My offices are in Somerset, New Jersey, and on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Give me a call at 732-422-9600. That's 732-422-9600. Check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And uh, you're listening uh, coast to coast through the Internet and uh, from Maine to Virginia on WOR. Give me a call, 800-321-0710. That's the phone number. We're here to answer your questions. And I have on the line now a, uh, a very famous dermatologist from Beverly Hills, Dr. Vicki Rappaport. Are you there, Vicki? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time on your Saturday. It's evening in New York, but it's uh, it's certainly Saturday afternoon in a smoky Los Angeles. So I want to thank you for taking time away from your family. Uh, but let's Absolutely. get right to I'm, it. I'm, I'm happy to hear you. I was listening to you before I got on, and I'm very interested in what what's a forehead? Is, is that a forehead? Is that what you were talking about? Forehead. <laughs> That's that California, New York accent, Vicky. Yes, I love it. You know, I, I grew up it. in upstate New York where uh, things are, uh, I'm the last guy on earth to pronounce liposuction, liposuction, not liposuction like you Texans out there. So. <laughs> we can have a blast trying you to know, figure out what we're, what we're talking about, right? 
Well, absolutely. But but I want to talk about masks because on this show since March, I have been urging my my listeners to wear the mask. It's been my mantra, the N95 mask or a surgical mask or anything except for that bandana apparently is not so good. But everything else will help society and it'll help uh, the listeners not get COVID, not get coronavirus and help end this epidemic, this terrible pandemic that we've been having. But as you know, there's a there's maybe a downside to wearing a mask. Tell us about the the issues that you're seeing in Los Angeles with people wearing masks. Are they getting irritation? What's going on? Absolutely no. I I totally agree with you. Obviously, a mask wearing a mask is a given, right? And the the small problems that we're seeing now, which we're calling mask knee, is absolutely no reason to not wear a mask. So, like we agree, we're not going to you know be on that side of the mask um, argument. So wearing it is absolute. But yes, people are getting acne, so we're under the mask, and we're calling this acne mask knee. Um, and it's either acne that's worsened by the mask or new onset acne. And it's sort of, it's sort of like a, a mechanical acne. Um, you can compare it to like an athlete, um, an athlete getting acne where the helmet rubs or, you know, a, just some area that's constantly getting irritated by oil, sweat, dirt. And it is a problem. It is not a huge problem, but we are seeing it. And as dermatologists, we actually kind of all agree on, you know, the guidelines that we're, we're helping patients sort of try and avoid and prevent it. And I would say the first thing would be the type of mask that you're wearing. And of course, you know, the, the frontliners, the people who need the N95s, the people who need that high, high protection need to wear that. But in general, in, in, a, regular, in a regular public um, situation, 100% cotton is a, is a great way to prevent mask knee. It's not perfect. Um, it's not a perfect mask, right? It's not a perfect um, personal protective gear. You want that, you know, you and I want that N95 when we're seeing the patients. I even wear a face shield, but 100% cotton is a, is a very start to try and preventing it. And of course, I tell patients, please treat your mask like underwear and wash it daily. It is full of disgusting bacteria, as I said earlier, oil, sweat, and dirt, it's going to stay on that mask. So you have to wash it daily, which I know is hard for some people. So just get a couple of different masks, um, you know, and then I can talk to you about a little bit about the skincare that we suggest if people are getting it. And then, you know, some other things that it could be, not necessarily it's always acne. So I think the first place to start would be, you know, patients are saying, well, how should I treat it? What should I do to prevent it? gentle but effective cleansers first and then the derm you know us dermatologists all kind of agree that no actives under your mask so if you have a really highly active skincare sunscreen or moisturizer don't wear it under your mask during the day yes wear that stuff at night if you need to you know use your retinols and your vitamin c's but the actives can be accentuated under the mask. It, when with the heat and the humidity in the summertime, it just adds to, you know, it just fans the flame. So really we tell people don't even wear makeup under the mask if you can. Um, right now I kind of like the brand La Roche-Posay. I have no um, involvement in the company at all. I feel like it's a really nice price point, slightly elevated over-the-counter brand, but they have really nice, like, you know, gentle cleansers and really good moisturizers. So starting with a gentle cleanser, and then if they really do need to, treat their acne, go slow because their skin is sensitive from having all that heat and sweat during the day. So if you're going to do a retinol, do it gently. If you're going to do BPO, benzoyl peroxide, do it more on the spot versus on the whole area. Um, 
and I feel like I'm talking too much. So if you want to inter interject, no, no, no. This is this is fascinating. <laughs> no, I, you know, my you. patients ask all the time. They ask me now. They ask on the radio. You know, I'm getting irritation. That's a common question now from the masks because we're six months into this thing, and and listeners, you know, this is new to them. So and I patients, I see part of the problem is that people still touch their face an awful lot with masks. And they have that, what I call the tangential motion of the mask. So they're scratching because a lot of these masks have little fibers that oh, itch. So and I think as they scratch, yeah, yeah, and they, uh, they make it worse. And so if people can keep their fingers away from their face. What do you think of a moisturizer on the face, just a plain old moisturizer like mine or like yours? Um, a moisturizer underneath the mask. Oh, absolutely. So I say no actives under the mask, but if you have just a plain moisturizer, a nice barrier, absolutely. Putting a barrier on your skin is essential. You really don't need sunscreen under the mask, but of course we, we, we still recommend sunscreen on the exposed areas and definitely a moisturizer under the mask. And there is this belief that putting a barrier on your skin is preventative for obviously for aging, for wrinkles, but also actually for acne. We used to be so afraid to give acne patients moisturizers, but in the past five to 10 years, we've been telling them, no, you actually need to keep that barrier up, keep that microbiome up. So yes, uh, you know, a moisturizer from your line, something really simple. But when I say no actives, not a lot of retinol, not retin-A, not, no, no acids, no glycolic or salicylic or lactic, and you know, maybe even avoid the vitamin C, even vitamin C, even though it's pretty weak, uh, it's probably okay, but uh, maybe I try and avoid it. And I would say the trick, um, if people do get those itchy, that itchy feeling from the masks, because those fibers are so annoying, change the mask, of course, you know, just make your own or, or buy a cotton one. And the trick to not fogging up your glasses, which will also help not feeling that itchy fiber situation, is put a little Kleenex in your mask, it does wonders for not fogging up your glasses, and it can actually be okay. You know, it helps, you know, prevent those little itchy fibers. But I agree, touching your face over your mask is, or touching the mask, I should say, over your face is one of my pet peeves because your hands are literally touching your mask right over your mouth. And yes, a mask is good, but it's not perfect. So you're, it's almost like you're touching your mouth. So please, if you're going to adjust your mask, adjust it from the sides, please. Stop readjusting your mask right in front of your nose and your mouth. It is so frustrating. Absolutely. My guest this evening is Dr. Vicki Rappaport. She's a board-certified dermatologist in Beverly Hills. She's got one of the busiest practices in probably the whole country and in Beverly Hills. And I'm so happy to have you on the, uh, on the air this evening. I wanted to talk to you. We're coming off the summer in the east. I know it's perpetual summer in Los Angeles, but coming off the, su the summer and people have abused their skin. Yeah, they, they haven't gone to the beach as much this year, uh, but they've been outside in their backyards. They've been on the terraces. What do people need to do this time of year? Here it is September, change of seasons in the Northeast. It's happening. You trained in Philadelphia at Jefferson. So I, uh, I know you're in LA now, but you understand winter. It's coming, unfortunately. Tell us what to do. Yes, of course. I always feel like the post-summer skin care routine is is just as much fun as buying like a fall boot, right? It's like it's coming, you feel the, the breeze is, is a little cooler, and it's like, okay, now from all the damage that we have given ourselves over the summer, let's 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 address it. Let's address the sun damage. Let's deep clean our pores. So 
I would say three steps, three easy steps. Deep clean your pores. What does that mean? You can deep clean your pores by exfoliating. You can exfoliate chemically with a, a glycolic pad, a salicylic pad, getting a peel. You can exfoliate physically, literally a scrub, right? Scrubbing, micro, microderm, microneedling, that kind of thing. So deep clean your pores either chemically or physically. You can do it at home. You can do it in a plastic surgeon's office. You can do it at a dermatologist's office. Um, the other chemical way to exfoliate your pores would be Retin-A, which is my favorite. Um, and that, the, you know, Retin-A is the gold standard unplugger. And it helps slough off that top dead layer. So do something to clean those pores. Number two would be address sun damage once and for all. Um, and I would say once the tan fades is the best time to address the sun damage. Uh, you can really do peels anytime, even if you have a little bit of a tan. But ideally, you know, if you're going to do something like a laser or a really deep chemical peel or microderm, microblade, microneedle, you can you should wait for your tan to fade a little bit. Um, and you know, I guess it really does depend on somebody's skin type and what their sun damage is, but generally when I say address sun damage, it's the brown spots, the freckles, the fine, fine, fine lines. And peels and IPLs or other lasers address that really, really well. Um, and then the third little tip I would say is start antioxidants now. Antioxidants help reverse a little bit of the damage. And whether the damage is sun damage or, or damage from time and just aging in general, Start antioxidants. Antioxidants are, are easy, and usually it's in skincare. Antioxidants, is either the gold, the gold standard would be vitamin C. There's vitamin E. There's ferulic acid. Is more of an, an acid version of a, an antioxidant. There are so many antioxidants out there, and it's topical usually, and it's so easy to incorporate into your skincare. And I would say start it now because it takes time for this you know skincare to work. People think, oh, it's not helping me in one, two, three weeks. I tell people it takes months to reverse some of this stuff. So starting it now is my, my, my third little tip. Excellent. Great news, great information from Dr. Vicki Rappaport, dermatologist in Beverly Hills. I have a lot of patients that are bicoastal, so give us your phone number in Beverly Hills. Give us your website. Yes, of course. Uh, my office phone number is 310-274-4401. And the website is rapdermbh.com. Rap, like my, my name, R-A-P-D-E-R-M-B-H.com. And you can find us online. Right. On, you know, we're, at, we're there. There's lots of information. I'm happy to, you know, meet anybody who wants to come and see me. Great. Dr. Vicki Rappaport, thanks so much for taking time on your Saturday afternoon in L.A. and an evening in New York. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll be seeing you. All right. So nice chatting. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you, too. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. There's more to the show. Stay tuned. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. 800-32. almost forgot the phone number after all these years, Now, 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. Did you know that most skincare is useless, even fraudulent, and often toxic? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I needed great skincare for my patients, but really could not find products that dramatically improve skin health. So I went to the books and I created a line of skincare that reduces the appearance of wrinkles and truly rejuvenates skin. 
I want everyone to try my products, and so for a limited time, I'm offering my complete skincare regimen at half price. Normally, this is $150, but for WOR listeners, it's $75 plus shipping. One product in the morning and one in the evening, moisturize and clean. That's all you need for beautiful skin. It's so simple that soon your friends and relatives will be asking, what are you doing to look so good? Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WOR20 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WOR. Ladies, are you looking older than you feel? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Aging is inevitable, but I can help you age gracefully. I start with Juvederm and fill wrinkles, and I restore lips to what they used to look like. No duck lips here. And I creatively smooth the jawline and plump marionette lines. You might benefit from chemical peels or lasers to reduce splotchiness and rejuvenate your skin, or Althera to thicken your crepey skin. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar face and neck lifts. Let's sit down for an hour consultation and come up with a plan to help you look better. My offices are in Somerset, New Jersey, and on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Give me a call at 732-422-9600. That's 732-422-9600. Check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR, the phone number 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. Give me a call, and we'll send you uh, a bottle of Daytime. Daytime is the SPF 20. Actually, it's a 23. Round down. You can't round up. So we round down. 20 sounds like a nice number, except for this year. It's not a nice number, right? All right. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. And a lot of you might be listening for the very first time. You're sitting in your apartment, in your house. The pandemic has stretched now six months. You're itching to get out. Did you see the study today that showed it's actually pretty dangerous to go to the restaurant? Yeah, that's bad news for restaurants. And for me, I like going to restaurants. But uh, restaurants seem to be the place that people are picking up the virus, unfortunately. And you're much more likely to test positive if you've been to a restaurant. Now, in the study, they don't, uh, they don't distinguish between eating inside the restaurant and eating outside. But the, the commonality here is that people have to take off their masks in order to eat. And if you're inside, you're just going to be breathing the air. And if there's one person, just one person in that restaurant that has COVID and they cough once or speak loudly, it gets in the air and bang, you know. So I guess uh, even though they're opening things up for inside dining, uh, I personally would not do that yet. Not yet. Not until uh, we're much further along. We have a vaccine and the numbers are much, much lower than they are now. All right. So uh, before that, uh, that great discussion with Dr. Vicki Rappaport, uh, we were talking about facial rejuvenation and what I do in a consultation, because I have a lot of women in my practice. In fact, my practice is almost entirely women. And a great majority are women who come in because they're aging. They're aging. They look in the mirror right about now. You see those wrinkles around the eyes. They spread towards the rest around to the rest of the face and the splotchy pigmentation. doesn't matter whether your skin color is very light or very dark. You still get splotchy pigmentation as you age. 
It's a result of sun damage and simply aging. Uh, and so women come in, their jowls begin to uh, disrupt the sharp jawline that you had when you were younger, and the neck skin uh, gets gets crepey, and it starts to hang. And you see the bands in the neck that people call turkey gobblers. Isn't that wonderful? We have names for all these things. And so you come to my office and you say, what am I going to do? Where do we start? And what I do in a consultation, and it's interesting, I was talking to Noah during the break, uh, we've begun doing these telemedicine consultations. So if you live in Los Angeles, uh, or I'm in Los Angeles, and you are in New York, uh, we can do a telemedicine consultation. And it's gotten pretty good. We've gotten the uh, the kinks out of it. Uh, I have, uh, it's not Zoom, because Zoom is not secure. I don't know if you know that. You, you want a, uh, a telemedicine uh, you, know, you want your picture not to be able to be hacked. So if you take your shirt off for the uh, for me to examine your breasts and look to see if they're drooping or whatever, or I look at your belly, you want to know that that's secure. So we got something called DoxyMe. It's just one of those for doctors. Specifically, you pay for it. It's not like Zoom, which is free, and it's secure. So it can't be hacked into, or they promise us it can't be hacked into. I suppose anything, if the federal government can be hacked, anything can be. But it's about as secure as you're going to get. And we're doing consultations. It saves your trip into the office. And uh, certainly the pre-op visit, which is one where I examine you. I put a stethoscope to your chest, and I, I feel uh, parts of your body that we're going to operate on, your nose, your breast, whatever it is. Uh, that, there's no excuse. We can't do that by telemedicine. But in the post-operative period, we can certainly do most of those visits other than actually physically taking out the stitches. Uh, through the uh, internet, isn't it interesting? We're uh, we're changing, and I think even when we're done with this uh, pandemic, which hopefully will be soon, uh, some of these things are going to stay because they're easy and good for you. Saves you a trip into the office, uh, you know, and it's it's good for the office also. And uh, and certainly, uh, telemedicine I think is here to stay. It's going to get better and better. All right, I'm board certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. So when I do these consultations whether it's telemedicine or whether it's actually with you live in the uh, in the office uh you know you have to take off your mask i've got my mask and my goggles and everything and uh, and then i i left off before the uh, interview with talking about the position of the eyebrows so a woman a woman should have eyebrows that sit at or just above the bony rim that's different from a man now, a man should have eyebrows that sit at the bony rim. If, if a man's eyebrows are above the bony rim, it kind of looks funny. So if you look in the mirror, you kind of try to look and see where the position of your brows are, although it's difficult. It's difficult because it changes because the muscle of your forehead, she didn't like how I pronounced forehead. It's forehead in New York. It's forehead, I guess, out in Los Angeles. Uh, but, uh, hey, up in uh, Highland Falls, we call it forehead. Anyway, so the uh, position of the brows, well, it should be at the bony rim in a, in a man and above or at the bony rim in a woman. But when you look, you raise your brows, and that's why you get the horizontal wrinkles of your brows. So Botox will paralyze the muscles of the forehead. And I try and do that in such a way so as to leave just a little bit of motion. Have you seen these people on television, actors on uh, TV shows and in movies, who are trying to emote and there's no motion of their forehead. They've been over Botoxed and that's that's crazy. You don't want to look like uh, that. You want to look natural. You just want less wrinkles. So the art of good Botox is doing enough but not too much. We do not inject filler 
into the wrinkles of the forehead, particularly the wrinkles between the brows. That's a forbidden zone. And most of the cases of blindness, that's right, I said blindness. Sound like Mark Levin there, right? I said blindness. You can get blindness from injecting filler in the area of the eyebrows. Those little blood vessels connect to the little blood vessels behind the eye. And if I am unlucky enough to inject some filler into those blood vessels, there could be permanent and irreversible blindness. So I don't. I don't inject and I don't advise getting injections. I know there are lots of doctors that do that, but uh, I don't know if they have uh, nerves of steel. Maybe they're better than me, but uh, or maybe they're just lucky. And uh, sooner or later, the luck might run out. So don't get filler injected between the brows or even around the forehead. Uh, I think that's dangerous. But we use Botox in that area. We use lasers and peels in that area. So, and Althera also. Altheric is a, a type of energy, sound energy. Lasers are a type of light energy. We can use those technologies to help generate new collagen in the skin. And along with the Botox, we can, uh, over time, doesn't happen overnight, but we can smooth the forehead. So then we look at the eyelids. As I go down the face, I look at your eyelids and a lot of women, when they hit about 45, that's the age, they start getting a lot of skin on the eyelids and it becomes more and more difficult to apply makeup. And it's almost a futile exercise because uh, in some women, the eyelid skin actually rests on the eyelashes and your blink response is higher. That means if you counted the number of blinks, again, something you can never do for yourself because the act of doing it changes the result. That's a scientific thing. So you have to, uh, you know, have someone tell them, you know, in the next hour, just look at me for a minute and tell me how, how many times I'm blinking. That you might get a, uh, an honest answer. But someone who has a lot of skin sitting on their eyelashes will blink more often than someone who doesn't. So the goal of an upper eyelid lift, I wish there were a non-invasive thing for the upper eyelid. There, there is a little bit. If your brows are low, I can raise them with Althera. Althera is that sound energy. We treat the forehead once, maybe twice, and we wait about three months, and your brows will elevate on average two to three millimeters. And you say, well, what's that? That's not a lot. It actually is in the face and is enough to lift up the skin of the eyelids and the eyebrows and make you look better. And I've done that many, many times, and I think it's a really nice procedure. It's not a replacement for an eyelid lift if you've got a lot of extra skin or if the position of your brows is really low, if they're very heavy. Then Althera is not going to be the best idea. So an eyelid lift I do under intravenous sedation. I have done some of these under straight local anesthesia, but I don't recommend that. A lot of people kind of freak out under uh, when they're having these procedures. That's a technical term, by the way. Uh, and they don't like to have surgery. I love to do surgery, uh, but a lot of people don't like that. And so it's a lot better to have the, uh, the benefit of a board-certified anesthesiologist. And that doctor, and it's a doctor, will give you Versed or Propofol or one of those wonderful drugs that will put you in a, uh, a nice place. And those of you who have had colonoscopies know what I'm talking about. I had Dr. Jacobson on a few weeks ago who uh, did my colonoscopy, and I remember the, him saying, okay, we're going to start, and then I remember him saying in the recovery room, <laughs> all done. So that's how you want it for this type of surgery. So when I do eyelid surgery, I do it under local anesthesia with sedation, and the, uh, the operation to remove skin of the upper eyelids, very simple, very straightforward. 
uh, to remove the extra skin. The rule in plastic surgery by good plastic surgeons is to remove slightly less skin than I think you need removed. I can always go back and take a little bit more, but it's very difficult if I've taken too much. So we don't want to take too much skin. Then you can't close your eyes, and that has a whole set of problems. So we don't do that. We also want to remove some of the fat around the eye. And this is one where you really need an artistic eye, no pun intended, to be able to do this operation correctly. Because technically, any board-certified surgeon could do the steps to remove the skin and remove fat around the eyes. But that doesn't mean it'll look good. That just means they can do the operation and it will be safe. But a board-certified plastic surgeon has the understanding of the aesthetics of the eye. So the eye is surrounded by fat. In fact, the eyeball floats in fat. There's fat behind the eyeball, underneath the eyeball, to either side of the eyeball, and above the eyeball. The reason your eye floats in fat is as a protector. It protects the eye. If you get poked in the eye, the fat compresses before the eyeball compresses, and that's a good thing. There's a lot of fail-safe mechanisms with the eye. In fact, the floor a bone that the eyeball sits on also will break before your eyeball breaks. Because if your eyeball, heaven forbid, you get whacked in the eye and the eyeball shatters, you're done. You're blind. So your body's made with uh, a lot of thought and tens and tens of thousands of years of evolution. And we, our eyeball floats in fat and sits on a very delicate bone that's often broken, but better to break that bone than the eyeball. So what we do in an eyelid lift is I remove some of that fat that has herniated. That's right, it's a hernia. It's herniated forward, and you see the bags under the eye. I'm speaking to you, Governor. That's right, you see the bag. Oh, my goodness. We uh, Remember Mario? Absolutely. He was the poster child for a blepharoplasty. He never had it, but boy, I'll tell you. Anyway, so there's all that fat in the lower eyelid that we remove and fat usually towards the nose in the upper eyelid and some in the middle of the upper eyelid. There's also some fat out closer to the ear and the eyebrow, so that's called roof fat. Ah, we have names for everything. So we remove this, and I say that the amount that is removed is a judicious amount. That's, that's how much. I can't teach someone how, how much to remove. It requires, and this is the hardest part of teaching cosmetic surgery to residents, it requires artistic judgment, and you have to do enough of these so that you understand how much to remove because you can remove a lot of fat around the eye, and then in the end, the operation's done perfectly fine, the patient's fine, and they look like they have sunken in eyes. Not a good result and not fixable. So the artistry is taking just enough, not too much. When we return from the break, we're going to move down the face, and we're going to talk about facelift surgery and then fillers if we have time. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. Did you know that most skincare is useless, even fraudulent, and often toxic? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I needed great skincare for my patients, but really could not find products that dramatically improve skin health. So I went to the books and I created a line of skincare that reduces the appearance of wrinkles and truly rejuvenates skin. I want everyone to try my products, and so for a limited time, I'm offering my complete skincare regimen at half price. 
Normally, this is $150, but for WOR listeners, it's $75 plus shipping. One product in the morning and one in the evening. Moisturize and clean. That's all you need for beautiful skin. It's so simple that soon your friends and relatives will be asking, what are you doing to look so good? Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WOR20 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WOR. Ladies, are you looking older than you feel? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Aging is inevitable, but I can help you age gracefully. I start with Juvederm and fill wrinkles, and I restore lips to what they used to look like. No duck lips here. And I creatively smooth the jawline and plump marionette lines. You might benefit from chemical peels or lasers to reduce splotchiness and rejuvenate your skin, or Althera to thicken your crepey skin. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scarf face and neck lifts. Let's sit down for an hour consultation and come up with a plan to help you look better. My offices are in Somerset, New Jersey, and on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Give me a call at 732-422-9600. That's 732-422-9600. Check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. Eh, what music? No, thank you. It sounds like one of those late-night shows. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon, host of this show for a long time, and thank you for listening. Thank you for helping keep it on the air. And by the way, if you do, I mean, this is COVID time, and uh, you know everybody uh, does things like this. If you know someone that wants to be a sponsor to the show, have them give me a call. We are looking, yes. And uh, that would be great. But I'm very selective. That's the only thing. I turn a lot of people down. And you've got to be uh, honest and you've got to be real in order to be a sponsor of this show. So uh, what can I say? I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. So we're talking about what happens in a consultation for facial rejuvenation with me. What do we do? So people often will... Leave it to me. They'll say, just tell me what I should do. I have lots of patients that tell me, I'm never going to have surgery, Dr. Perry, so let's talk non-invasive. And I get lots of patients, it's always interesting, who say, I'm not going to waste my time with this non-invasive stuff. Let's get to the surgery, and I'm not coming in every four months for Botox or whatever. So there's a great divide amongst patients, and uh, I can't quite figure that out. But uh, I guess it's all colored by family experiences and and financial and for uh, financial considerations, things like that. Uh, but in a consultation, I start at the top of the head, and I work my way down. Now I don't do hair transplants, and I don't really get involved in the hair. I do send to the dermatologist uh, for that, like Dr. Rappaport. However, uh, we do do Botox, I do fillers, I do peels, I do lasers. Uh, all those things, and of course, surgery. So we were talking about the upper eyelids and the amount of skin that's removed, and I like to have a nice, crisp appearance to the upper eyelid so that when you put your makeup on, it doesn't smear. That's possible in a lot of women, not possible in some. Who is it not possible? If you are one of those people that has just thick skin, uh, not just the actual skin, but fat underneath the skin, you know who I'm talking about. 
then I might not be able to get a crisp appearance. Or if you're someone that has chronic allergies and you just don't know what it is, but you're puffy, you know, it could be skin care, it could be something in the air, it could be uh, fabrics in your house, things like that, detergents. You can go to a dermatologist that specializes in contact dermatitis to get skin tested, or you can try and figure it out on your own. A lot of people never do figure it out. And those are the people that I cannot promise a crisp result. I can tell them that you're, they're going to get a better result. They're going to look better with uh, uh, an eyelid lift, which is also called a blepharoplasty, by the way. Uh, but they might not have that nice, crisp appearance that they might like. But that's just the way it is. So when we move to the lower lids, the lower lids are more difficult than the upper lids. And a lot of people don't even understand that there are two sets of eyelids. There are the upper eyelids and the lower eyelids. So two eyelids that close together to close the eye, kind of like a rubber band, a round rubber band. You draw it uh, to the sides and it snaps together. That's how the eyelids close. It's a brilliant uh, design. How do you uh, design something to close without putting something in front, like a shade? You can't have uh, something pulling it down. So uh, we were designed in a brilliant way. So the eyelids, uh, are the upper eyelids and the lower eyelids. The lower eyelids tend to loosen with time. And if your lower eyelids loosen, that puts you at higher risk for a complication with eyelid surgery. And what does that mean? So if you look in the mirror, your lower eyelid should just cover the iris. What's the iris? That's the colored part of your eye. So you have the white of the eye and the iris is the brown or whatever color your iris is. Not the pupil, that's in the middle, but the iris. So the lower eyelids should just cover it. If, you're, if you see white underneath the iris, that means your lower eyelid is probably loose, and it's a little bit more dangerous to do that procedure. That doesn't mean you can't have it, but we have to do some other things. We have to address the eyelid. I pull the eyelid away from the eyeball to see how far it will be pulled, and then I let it go to see how fast it snaps back to the eye. These are important things because if your eyelid sort of stays out and after a couple seconds goes back in or you have to blink in order to get the eyelid to snap back to the eyeball, well, then you're at a higher risk for a problem with eyelid surgery. And sometimes we just don't do the lower eyelid surgery because of these things. And what are the risks? You can get a pull down in the lower eyelid. What is a pull down? Take a look at my basset hound. I've got two wonderful little basset hounds, and they both have what's called ectropions. That's your word for the day. Ectropions, that is a pull-down of the lower eyelid. And in a basset hound, it results in infections periodically. I have to put ointments and things in my basset hound's eyes and clean them out when they get in the backyard for rabbits. Uh, hope you don't do that. But with, uh, with humans, uh, if you get an ectropion, you could wind up getting a dry eye problem and you can wind up getting an infection. And in a worst case scenario, that could result in blindness, heaven forbid. So, of course we don't want that. We want to do a conservative operation in the lower lid. And if there's any question, we do something called a canthopexy. That's another big plastic surgery word. A canthopexy is a belt tightening procedure. So let's think about your lower eyelids. If your lower eyelid was a pair of pants with creases in it, you would pull your pants down to get the creases out, right? But if your belt was loose, your pants would fall down. So, of course, you tighten your belt. And then you could pull all day on your pants, 
and they won't fall down. Same with your lower eyelid. If you've got wrinkles of your lower eyelid and I remove some skin, your lower eyelid may fall down. But I tighten the belt then, the belt of the eye, by doing a special procedure that involves a stitch or two inside the, uh, the muscle of the eyelid and kind of tightening it. That's called the canthopexy. And when we do that operation, it makes it a lot safer and much less likely to have a problem with the lower eyelid. So your plastic surgeon needs to thoroughly examine your eyelids. I send my patients, all my eyelid patients, to an ophthalmologist, a board-certified MD ophthalmologist, not an optometrist, an ophthalmologist for clearance before surgery because it's very important that the plastic surgeon know that there's no other problems with the eye. So an ophthalmologist is an important part of the team. And all of medicine should be a team approach. There's no, there's no way that the plastic surgeon should not be utilizing internists for medical clearance and ophthalmologists for, for eyelid clearance, things like that. All right, so that's the eyelid surgery. Then we move down on the face. We move down and we see wrinkled skin. Wrinkled skin can be hel uh, dealt with in many ways now. We've got fillers. We've got lasers. We've got peels. And I'm going to reserve those, those subjects for next week. And, in fact, that's the lecture I'm giving to the residents at Cornell and Columbia in a few weeks. So I'll be completely up on the literature for you next week. I already am, but I'll really be up on it. But let's talk now about your jowls. The jowls are probably the most distressing thing women can get, really, because there's just no way to hide them. You can hide your eyes. I guess we can hide our, our jowls now with a mask, right? We're in the COVID era, so just wear a mask forever, and then you won't worry about jowls. Uh, but you can hide the eyes. People who wear glasses tend, you don't see as much of the wrinkling and the extra skin in the bags around the eyes with eyeglasses. You can wear a scarf or a high collar around your neck and sort of hide the turkey gobbler. But in a non-COVID era, when you're not wearing a mask, it is really tough to hide that jowl. And the jowl will make your oval-shaped face look square. And boy, that gets distressing. And the jowl sets in. It starts in the late 40s. And if you don't have a jowl by the time you're 60, then you've had surgery for the most part. Or you've got incredible genes. So what do I do for uh, the jowl? Well, we can do some non-invasive things. There are some non-invasive things like Althera. That's sound energy. It'll tighten the skin and raise the jowl. If it's an early jowl, if it's a heavy jowl, we're talking about a facelift, a short scar facelift. That's my specialty. I love doing these procedures because I make very small incisions in front of the ear, inside the ear, and just behind the ear. And through those incisions, lift the skin, lift that second layer. It's a two-layered facelift. The jowls are lifted in their own layer. We'll remove some of the fat of the jowl. Then I go down into the neck, and I tighten the bands of the neck, remove the fat, lift that extra skin, trim it like a tailor does, and there you go. That's a facelift. It takes between three and four hours. It's under sedation anesthesia, not general anesthesia. Uh, you go home the same day, you look like a mummy for a day or two, swollen, bruised for a week or so, stitches out by two weeks at the latest, and you're good to go. And that is a facelift. It'll last, everybody asks, how long will it last? It'll last forever, because if you have a twin, you'll always look better than the twin that didn't have the facelift. But truly, in about five to ten years, you may need something else. Joan Rivers used to say she got her tweaks every few years. That's true with my patients, too. All right, Noah's beginning to wave his hands from 3,000 miles away. I can see him. He's doing it. 
The show is about to end. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. Check me out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dr. Arthur Perry. The website is periplasticsurgery.com. If you want to order products, it's drperrys.com. We've got a new website. It works great. Go to the website and uh, be a $50 special. That'll be posted in about an hour for three daytimes. It's incredible. Noah, thanks so much for great engineering. I hope the smoke clears in L.A. I'll be back in New York tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye now. This has been a podcast from WOR.